This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so excited to welcome you to my program today. Today, I've got something so important for all of us to hear, to know about, for our understanding to expand, and that is that we look on things not just that are seen, but things that are unseen. Oh, I can't wait to share this with you. And if you need prayer, please let us know how we can pray for you. We are interested in you. We care about you. And we want to join with you in whatever struggle or need or, or problem that you're having. We want to join with you in that and bring that to the Heavenly Father and just see what it is that he can do in your situation. And if God's doing something special in your life, please let us know about it. Well, I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have a Bible, to 2 Corinthians, it's chapter 4, and it's verse 18. Now, we've been talking about miracles lately, and we're still talking about miracles. We're going to talk about a big miracle that Jesus did. But I want us to see it from this angle, and this is the scripture. While we do not look at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen... They are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, because of your born-again, recreated spirit, we have a possibility, because of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we have a possibility to look on things that are not seen, not just this world, what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we taste, not just those five physical senses, but on things that are not seen. And we see through the miracles that Jesus did in the New Testament, we see him over and over coming into situations that just look horrible and impossible. But he wasn't looking on the things that were seen, like blind Bartimaeus. He wasn't just looking on blind Bartimaeus' eyes and his problem, but he was looking the power of God that was going to touch blind Bartimaeus and give his life back to him. What about Lazarus? Everybody around Lazarus was said, if you'd just been here, our brother wouldn't have died. The Jews said, couldn't this man who uh, gave sight to a man born blind, couldn't he have kept this man from dying? Nobody believed, but Jesus, he could see past 
four days in the grave. He could see past his body starting to decompose. He could see past the unbelief that he was hearing with his ears and seeing with his eyes. He could see past and in the New Testament, I mean, after Jesus has resurrected from the dead and we're, we're reading the epistles of the Apostle Paul, he's saying our life is not just supposed to be about what we see, but about what we don't see. And Jesus opened that up to us. And we're going to read about an example here, a miracle that Jesus did where he definitely went past what he could see to what he could not see. And this is in Mark chapter 6. And I, I want you to go there if you have your Bible. You know, it's such a privilege to have a Bible. There are places, I've been in places where people only had a chapter of the Bible. Can you imagine that? They said that when they had that chapter, they read it day and night, day and night, day and night. It was just one chapter of a Bible. I've seen people when they received a Bible, hold it closely to their chest as if it were the most precious treasure they ever received. And we have this Bible. So if you have a Bible, look in your Bible at Mark chapter 6, and it's verse 34, and it says, And Jesus came, came out, and he saw the great multitude, this is verse 34 of Mark chapter 6, and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away, that they may go into surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for we have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they saw that they had five loaves and two fish. And then Jesus commanded them to tell them to make them to sit down in groups on the green grass. Well, that's the real thing going on. What, what Jesus can see, what the disciples can see, a multitude of people. In different places in the scripture, it says there were 5,000. In, in another place, it says there were 7,000. If you add children, if you add wives, some scholars say it comes up to 20 or 30,000 people. It was a great multitude. And in no way could two, two fish and five loaves ever feed that many people. And look what Jesus does. Verse 41. 
And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples. Okay. Jesus has two loaves and five fish. I mean, five loaves and two fish, excuse me. Uh, my husband has studied this, and he says it's actually not loaves. It's crackers, and it's not big fish. It's little tiny minnows that you would put on those five crackers. Well, how are five crackers and two tiny minnows ever going to feed 20 to 30,000 people? That is impossible. But Jesus is not looking on what he can see. He's looking on what he can't see. Now, we just read in 2 Corinthians that we don't look on things we can see but because they're temporal, but we look on things that we can't see because they are eternal. And... Friend, I just want to, I just want to open this up to us because if all we do is look at what we can see, we're not going to experience much of God's miraculous power that is so available to us. If we just look at our problem or at our what seems impossible, if, if that's all we look at, you might say, well, we got to be realistic. Well, if you want to be really realistic, you've got to look past what you can see and you've got to look at what you can't see because God is in the business of making what we can't, what can see and this impossible situation, making it a miraculous. I told you already that my friend who had a cancerous tumor, that's something that the doctors could see. But she wasn't looking at what they could see. She was looking at what she couldn't see. She was looking unto him who she couldn't see. It says about Moses that he didn't just look on things he could see, but he looked on the invisible. He looked on God who he couldn't see. But when he looked on God who he couldn't see, he saw great and marvelous miracles before these eyes. My friend, that the doctor said, all we can see is this tumor on the inside of you and we need to remove it. My friend was looking on the unseen and what did God of the unseen do? He brought his miraculous power of that tumor disappearing into the scene. That's what God does. That's what God does. If you've received a miracle of any kind, a financial miracle, 
where you didn't know what you were going to do. You didn't know how you were going to pay your bills. And then all of a sudden, someone comes along and says, you know what, I owe you some money from, from years ago. I know a situation where a woman that she had no idea how they were going to pay for their girls' college. Absolutely none. The girl, she chose the college. I mean, it was the plan, but how in the world are we going to pay for this college? Well, they proceeded in <coughs> her going to that college. My friend, she decided, they have a dog, so that she decided to walk her dog a different way one morning. She accidentally ran into another person she'd never seen before. She started, they started talking, she started talking about colleges, and this woman told her a way that her daughter's college tuition could be paid for. Through walking your dog another way, you see, my friend, she wasn't looking at the seen. She was looking at the unseen. And the unseen God, with his miraculous power, he came into the scene and he provided that money for them to go to college. You know, you may think I'm emotional. Well, I do get emotional about what God can do because there are people in desperate situations and you may be in one right now listening to me and you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how this relation's going to be helped. You don't know how this, this person's going to be healed. You don't know how this person's going to be saved from death. Well, I'm telling you, it's not looking at the seen. It's looking at the unseen. I have another friend. Years ago, her daughter had contracted a terrible disease. They brought her to the uh, hospital. They found out that there were all these other children that had gotten this terrible disease. And the other children were dying one by one. The mother of course, you can imagine fear trying to come to her heart, cr trying to, I mean, trying to say, oh, I don't want to lose my daughter. I don't want to lose, oh, what if I lose my daughter? I can't lose my daughter. You understand, if you have a child, you don't want to lose your child. And if something happens, fear can try to come. Well, my friend, she started looking on the unseen, not the seen, not the report, but the unseen God. She started looking at him and she started speaking to that fear. And she said, fear, you will not have me because I am looking onto the unseen. They prayed for her daughter. Do you know that the next day, that little girl, she was 12 years old, her condition completely turned around and she was released from that hospital completely well. Why? Did they just look at the scene? No. They looked unto the unseen God, just like Moses, looking unto the invisible God. Friend, I know we can't see him, 
But when we look unto him in impossible situations, we place our faith in him. He brings that unseen power into our situation and turns around what was seen. He turns it around into something marvelous, wrapped in his power. Is this not encouraging? This is so, so very encouraging. Uh, I mean, look in the Bible. Uh, think about David. David is just a, a shepherd boy, and his dad says to him, I want you to go to, uh, to your older brothers and, and bring them some cheeses and some breads. They need some food, and David goes there. Now, what's seen by his brothers is that David is just a shepherd boy, my younger brother. You know, sometimes older brothers and sisters can get an attitude about their younger sibling. It's easy to do. It's not right, but it happens. And this happened with David. And his older brother, Eliab, just looked at David. All he could do was see with these eyes. He looked at David as an unsuccessful, arrogant, young brother, shepherd boy. David was looking unto the unseen, the unseen God. What did God see when he looked at David? God didn't see a shepherd boy that was unsuccessful and no future. God saw a giant killer. God saw a, um, the most wonderful and powerful king. That's what the Bible says about King David. That's how God saw him. What about Daniel? Daniel, a young man, became a eunuch. He lost his language. He lost, he, he, he lost his family. He lost his culture. He lost everything. You could look at him and think, I don't think there's much a future for you. But that would be looking at the scene. But Daniel wasn't looking at the scene. Daniel was looking at the unseen. And you know what God saw in Daniel? God didn't see a weak, beautiful teenage or 20-year-old young man. He saw an advisor, a beloved advisor to four kings of the Babylonian kingdom. Powerful. Powerful. If you think that what you, you see yourself is just, um, and if you don't see yourself as God sees you, if you don't see yourself with the power of God inside of you, with the potential of God on the inside of you, a potential to be an influencer, a potential to lead people, to help people, then we're not seeing clearly. We're only seeing with these eyes. But if we look unto the unseen and we believe what he says about us, that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, that 
what God, if God is for me, who can be against me? That by his stripes I am healed, that no weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment, it will fall. You see, I'm quoting this precious word of God because it points us somewhere. It points us to the unseen. Praise God. And that's where the power comes from, friend, is from the unseen. What about Esther? Just a young girl. She was taken into the kingdom. She, she lost her language. Again, she lost her culture. She lost her family. She lost everything. But she wasn't just looking at what she could see. Yes, she became queen. That's really good. That's powerful. But she wasn't just looking to the, what she could see and her crown and her being so comfortable as a queen. When things started coming against her people, she looked to the unseen. What did God do for her? He turned this young girl who became a queen, but he turned her into a woman who saved her nation. What kind of possibilities and, and potential are inside of you? What about Paul? Oh, when Paul was suffering in that Roman jail, oh, scholars say it was so horrible and that he was standing in sewage and death all around him. If you had been there, that's what you would have seen. But Paul, he wasn't looking at the scene. He was looking at the unseen. And do you know what Paul turned into? One of the, he wrote the book of Philippians, which, which uses the word joyful or joy 19 times. If you read that book, you cannot stay depressed because over and over again, it says from a man who's in a horrible situation, it says rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. God turned him into a joy giver. Oh, praise God. And what about Jesus on the cross? If we had been there that day, the Bible says his body was so torn, so marred that you couldn't even tell if he was a male or if he was a female. How horrible is that? That his body was so torn, so ripped, so bruised, so, so lacerated his skin down to his muscles. You would have seen, that's what you would have seen. You would have seen a person trying to push up on the nails on his feet, trying to breathe. But what did God see? God saw a resurrected Christ. God saw a church that got their sins completely blotted out. The, the power of death was destroyed by this man 
that looked like a failure on the cross, but he was an emperor in the spirit. And someday the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you had looked on him that day with just these eyes, you probably wouldn't have seen much and you surely wouldn't thought he was a king. But Jesus was not looking on the seen. He was looking on the unseen. He was looking unto the joy set before him. He was looking unto when you bowed your knee and received Jesus. He was looking when your mind that was tormented was, was covered with peace. He was looking to that hopeless night where you didn't know if you could make it. And his power and his presence came in there and delivered you and gave you hope once again. That's what he was looking to. He was looking to the day he was going to be your great high priest and intercessor. You see, friend, if we just look at what we see, we're not going to accomplish the great things that God sees for us. I pray for you right now in the precious name of Jesus, that you will not just look with these eyes, but you will look from your heart. You will look from the un unto the unseen and say, God, I recognize that you're powerful in my life. I give you my life once again. Help me recognize and agree with what you have on the inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, it's been my tremendous privilege and honor to be with you today and to share this word with you. And I'll see you on the next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.